Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Edie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Jess and Laura here for another catch-up episode. We are so I'm excited so, to be here. I'm kind of sad though, because last time we did a catch-up episode, we were actually in person and this doesn't feel quite the same, but it is good to see your face. Yes. <laughs> it's only, I mean, unless it's in person now, it's never going to be quite yeah. as amazing. That was so but. special. And <laughs> I just visited um, Sarah. She's a good friend of mine and she's on my team and we spent some time with them in Frederick, Maryland and she has a pod, podcast called The Mustache Mesa, so guys, go check it out. But they live, they're like neighbors, her and her co-host. And so they mm-hmm. record every episode together, and it made me a little jealous. That is so cool. Well, maybe one day, one day we'll do more in-person recordings. Yeah. Depending on where you guys land, which I'm like really, I don't have a bunch of updates for this episode. <laughs> and I'm like super intrigued. I want to pick your brain and hear about all your travels. And gosh, it seems like, you were just in Austin the other day, but it also seems like you've been about 12 different places since then. It's crazy. We have been going nonstop, but also weirdly having a lot of what feels like downtime as a family. So it's a, it's a, been a very interesting ride right now. I'm feeling tired because mm-hmm. New York city, <laughs> there's just like, no, it just, it doesn't stop. It is nonstop in the city. Like I have never been around so many people in my entire life, but we'll get into that. First though, let's read some reviews, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. They mean so much to us, you guys. When you guys subscribe and rate and review, first off, it gets this podcast into more ears because more women will see it. And then anyone who wants to listen. And then second off, it just, it's a testament for us and like validation and also just like, you know, more fuel to our fire for this project. That is our passion. That is this podcast. This and passion so, project this podcast. Passion project <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to read one. Okay. Go Her, for it. This is from Bloob's mom. And she says, thank you, Laura and Jess. Modern Mamas has been a great gift to me during my first year of motherhood. While struggling with an unexpected and overwhelming sense of loneliness during my first couple weeks of maternity leave in the depths of winter in Chicago, I began seeking out a podcast that would entertain and educate me through this new venture of parenthood. Modern Mamas was exactly what I needed then, and it continues to be my favorite podcast. Through sharing their own motherhood journeys, Laura and Jess vocalized exactly what I'm feeling. I'm surprised at how quickly they felt to me like instant friends. I am genuinely interested in the updates they share on their own lives and families and businesses, and the invaluable information they provide on nutrition, movement, and mindset has truly changed me as a person and a parent. (laughs) They supplement their own experiences and expertise with the most insightful guests on a variety of topics relevant to more than just mamas. I can't wait to listen to each and every episode. Oh my gosh. gosh. I know. I just can't. (laughs) It like melts me. I mean, that's why we do this ultimately. I, I'm blown away. And you know, it's like, I can imagine being kind of where she described, because I mean, I've been there, like motherhood can be really, really, really lonely. And to, to know that she found like comfort and community 
with this thing that we've created is like, it's just mind blowing. I can never get over it. It will never get old. No, never. And then, and then on that note, we still have another one we definitely want to read, but it kind of, that just reminded me that we had two modern mamas podcast listeners who'd never met in person, had no idea, not even like on social media and had never even known who each other were, Candace and Tawny. And they went to a DNS seminar and somehow it came up, the podcast came up and then they like had an immediate friendship. And now they have this friendship and they posted in our Facebook group and they said, they like mentioned that they met each other and they said, seriously, thank you, Laura Bruner and Jessica Gardner for creating this wonderful community of women. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. So it was over Mother's Day weekend and these two women found each other because of the podcast and had a friend, like an an immediate friendship. And that just, again, I just like the fact that we are now starting to see more and more people meeting in person. It's just, it kills me. And I actually had a really cool experience as I just keep rambling here. We stayed at a random harvest host in what I thought was a pretty random town in Pennsylvania between Maryland and New York. And I posted that we were at this really cool brew pub and it's like, we had been there for a few hours already and Evie's playing on the play structure and all of a sudden someone taps me on the shoulder and she's like, Laura, I have to say thank you. And I was like, <gasps> and, uh, it's, she's a listener and she That's has a little so one cool. who's just a few months younger than Evie and she brought her husband and her son and we got to meet them and they live locally. And we both just started crying because she went into details about how the podcast had impacted her early postpartum journey when she had pretty severe postpartum anxiety and how she was so lonely. And it was like the depths of winter. And at that time they were in Buffalo, New York. And just Ugh. like, I want to say her name because hi, you know, you know, who I'm talking about <laughs> on a personal, so I don't know how much, if I want to share her name, but if she ends up letting me know that it's okay, then I will share her name, but maybe we can even have her on, but it was just the most. And so we, then we sat for another like three hours and like we had a drink and our kids played and it was just, it was so special. And she was like, I don't want to be creepy. The fact that I stopped you and said hello. And I was like, please understand that there's absolutely (laughs) nothing creepy about this. And it touches me in ways that I can't imagine though. That sounded kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And then it happened again in Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina. Another listener saw me at a brewery. <laughs> Breweries are the place to go to, to find podcasts. <laughs> Our modern <laughs> mamas are at breweries, apparently, which I, I love it. About. <laughs> yeah. And so then she came and, and it's just, it's like knowing that you guys are connecting and that we get chances to connect with you means more than we can ever put into words. So if you want to, oh, on that note, as I keep going, if you want to see us come to Costa Rica. <laughs> Even better. Let's connect in person in paradise. <laughs> and we'll, talk, we'll dive more into that. Okay. I'm just, I'm on a roll here. I just keep chatting. So I want to hear first off, we have one more review that we want to share and then let's really dive into this stuff. Okay. So my review, the title is you don't need to be a mama. And this is from Nat Jimenez. Shout out Nat. Really mm-hmm. loving the context these two are putting out. I'm not a mama to tiny humans and still find value in the information they share. Even though I have never met these two IRL in real life for you guys who are not social media savvy. I feel like we are forever friends and each episode is a chat sesh that takes me on a roller coaster of emotions while I simultaneously learn. Thank you both of you for being the youest you you could be and sharing your lives with us while also educating us on important topics. You've created a space where anyone can feel comfortable, even those of us without littles. Now that is incredible. Like, incredible. I... You know, that's our dream, right? Like we talked for a long time before we chose the the name for the Modern Mamas podcast and like kind of what we wanted it to be. And we always obviously wanted it to be a place for mamas where they're supported, but we also want it to be a place where anyone can come and learn 
whether they have mamas in their lives, whether they are like, hey, I'm not going to have kids, but this is valuable information. And that that review to me just kind of like lets us know like we're doing it, like we're we're fulfilling this vision that we have, and it's just so special. It's so special. It's so cool because we are mamas, and the, and I think it's important that we clarify like the name Modern Mamas Podcast is because we are two modern mamas, but. That doesn't mean that our listeners are only mamas. Did Tim just bring you coffee? He did. Oh my God. (laughs) And I had to comment too because when you were reading your review, did you see Rusty? I felt his presence. (laughs) He like creeped across the background and he waved on his way out. I was like, oh my gosh, he's so funny. I love him to pieces. (laughs) We're sleepy, but life is so good. And there's a dog. I don't know if you can hear it. So. Those of you who don't know Kristen, she is on Instagram, the girl with the butter. She lives in Long Branch, New Jersey, and we are currently at her house. Speaking of women with no children who still are such an important like part of my life in this community and everything. She is rad. And if you don't follow her, you should, because she's got a lot of cool things going on. And we went and fed her chickens this morning and she's got a kick-ass dog named Colt and a wonderful husband named Rob. And Evie just loves her. Her and Evie are like kindred souls. So we're here for a few days. Yeah, that's where we're currently at. Kristen, she is awesome. I have been loving her like mic drop quote post on Instagram. I'm just like, yes, yes. To every single post that she puts on there, I'm like, is she in my head? Because she says the things that... I feel like sometimes we can get a little like nervous about putting out into the world and bravo for her for doing that because A, it gives me the courage to do that more on my platform and B, also she says it so well that it's so easy for me to just be like repost, like yes. go read Kristen because she said exactly what I needed need to say. And what you get on social media is exactly who you get in real life. We just sat around her kitchen table eating breakfast and like talking about all the real shit that she talks about on social media. And that's what I love. She actually just posted one. So she does these like really cool quotes that she comes up with and then writes a really fitting caption. But the most recent one says your life is about more than losing 10 pounds, but then in parentheses, but you're not an asshole if that's something you want to do. So it's like holding space for everyone, no matter what you desire in life, like it's okay to have a set of goals, but if they're leading to unhappiness or like, you know, disordered eating or, and, and creating a space in your life where you're not happy, then that's when we start to really ask why, like what, what, what will those 10 pounds get you? And if it's, you know, like, I think it's, it's all a matter of, we're so quick to judge people for wanting, having aesthetic goals or for not having aesthetic goals or for holding on to 10 pounds or for not her for losing 10 pounds. It's like, who the, sh- I mean, who cares? Who cares? You do you. And I just love that. So yeah, she's rad. That. And I'm just grateful to have time here with her because it's fun to be on the East coast. <laughs> I know. So tell us more. Okay. Before I dive into my stuff, which is probably going to be, <laughs> it's about vertigo, vertigo and histamine intolerance, which is so <laughs> exciting. Tell me about all the fun things since we last saw you. Well, we had a recording in Austin and so yeah. since then, you've just been like putting the miles on Homer. So tell us about all your trips and maybe give it, I mean, you don't have to tell us, but do you, are you strongly like drawn towards any part of the country or like, I mean, it could be multiple places too. I know you probably want to keep that a secret until y'all really decide, but tell us all the things. Yeah. Okay. So we love the East coast. I'll say that, but let me uh, just a quick where, where in the world are the Bruner mm-hmm. family? We went from Austin and woke up. Rusty actually had a seminar that weekend at Paleo FX, as many of you know. And so I was still with Evie. And then 
we were staying actually, I don't know exactly. I want to say exactly where we're staying because I don't know. There's some things that should stay kind of stay private and I'm not going to always say exactly where we're parked and that, that is our home. Yeah. I'm not going to give you guys our address all the time. <laughs> Though I trust the community. Anyone can listen to this podcast <laughs> in any case. So we parked, we spent the next morning, we found this incredible bouldering gym in Austin. And so we spent a lot of time there because Evie is apparently going to be a free solo climber and <laughs> she has no fear. She's going to have her own Netflix series. Oh <laughs> my God. So we climbed in the morning. We each got a chance to work out. We showered and then we hit the road where we stopped for breakfast coffee. I don't know what we did. No, we made, we just did yogurt bowls or whatever. And then we hit the road and our plan was to stop in Texarkana that night. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a hard drive day. And we were like, you know what? Today's just kind of a shit drive day. It's like she, you know, we were all just a little bit tired. He had just gotten back from a seminar. Like, let's just, just keep going. And so we went all the way to Arkansas and in Arkansas, there's no laws around sleeping in rest areas. Mm. And the rest areas are actually really nice. Like cool picnic tables, pads for like walking your dogs giant trucks also. And so we just went until we were over it and then parked at a a rest stop and slept for the night at a rest stop. And then we next morning woke up early and went to Little Rock, which my goodness, what a cool town. Little Rock, Arkansas is absolutely incredible. Like we were like, let's just stay here. We've said so many times, (laughs) this is where we're going to settle, but really cool restaurants, incredibly affordable lots of farm to table food. I think they're having like a resurgence. So there's like a whole art district, just really cool. And the history that we had so much fun, just like walking around the neighborhoods and seeing like the beautiful architecture and the homes are, it's like all brick and beautiful trees and just really cool. And so we stayed in Arkansas all day, our little rock all day long. And then that evening we kept, kept to keeping actually stayed in another rest area that night. And then ended up in Tennessee. So we camped a couple nights or one night in Tennessee in Memphis just outside of Memphis. Memphis was really cool. We enjoyed the morning. We found like a little like actually paleo waffle cafe, which was fun. And then another great coffee shop, but Memphis wasn't super our jam. And again, we didn't like see it all, right. We saw what we could see in like half a day and we did enjoy parts of it. Other parts, not so much. I feel like there's a lot happening with that city, like also kind of a resurgence and they're in the midst of it right now. I've heard Franklin is really like a cool little place. Franklin, Tennessee. Is that, I think probably more similar to what you're describing Little Rock as. I have a lot of friends who are like, you should move to Franklin. I'm like, okay, that's random. But apparently it's got like hiking and like all of the outdoorsy stuff out there with like little city life. Where is Franklin, Tennessee? I think it's, I'm not even going to attempt to like describe. I was like, I think it's going to, it's Western Tennessee, but I could be totally wrong. (laughs) But also on the way back. Yeah. I've also heard uh, that the same thing about Little Rock that you're talking about, that it's kind of like the, what's it like Santa Fe of like the Western, like Southwestern, not Southwestern, Southeastern. And then I've also like, is that, that's kind of where like the Ozarks start, like mountains and trees and like Little Rock. Yeah. Is it very lush there? Yes. It was gorgeous. And there's like, there's hiking and trails and mountains and water, a lot going on in Little Rock. I had no idea. And we, we didn't even have any plans to stop in Little Rock. And this has happened so many times. We've just like, okay, in about two hours, we're going to be ready to eat. Where are we going to be driving through? And, and then I'll look up a restaurant and I'll, you know, it's, I've actually gotten a lot of questions about this recently. Like, how do you find places to eat? So number one is always ask locals if you can, but at that point we were at a rest area in Arkansas and had no one to talk to. So I just get on Google maps. Actually, I I'm over Yelp. 
<laughs> and I go, I will like go to the area where I, we're going to be in about two hours and I'll type in words like organic restaurant, farm to table restaurant, or grass fed. Mm. And that is always a great way to see what comes up. And then you obviously pull up the website and then just a little bit of perusing a website and you'll know what you're in for. And so one thing that really, really matters to us on this whole trip and spending money on food, which that's a whole other conversation, but is focusing on supporting the local communities that we come into by shopping and eating at local restaurants where they're actually sourcing local ingredients. And we're then we by default are supporting local farms and supporting that local community. And, you know, I did get a question about like, I thought you guys were trying to save money on this trip, but you're eating out all the time. And then another question about like, how could you possibly like be giving your family that many, I mean, eating out so much and giving your family all these vegetable oils. And I was like, okay, first of all, bite your tongue. Just kidding. (laughs) Say whatever you want. Well, no, but you don't have to say everything that like comes comes to your mind. mind. I know. (laughs) But people are genuinely curious. The first question was asked very I feel like a little bit more kindly. The second one, I didn't really engage because I did not like the tone and Mm -hmm. I found it to be judgy and condescending. So the first question, I totally understand because that is a part of the premise of this trip, but like understand that we don't have a mortgage. Mm -hmm. We are being very intentional when we do eat out to oftentimes try and share smaller bites. And also again, like we, that's how we are experiencing these places. So we don't go, we will not be stopping at like Disneyland. We don't go to places that cost a lot of money. We also eat when we eat on our, like our own food that we, you know, we have a fridge in the van. We, we do like charcuterie and we try and be very intentional with what we're eating. And then, and then when we have the opportunity to eat at a restaurant that really fits all like checks off all the boxes. That's what we'll do. And so we are very intentional about what, what kind of oils are they frying, like cooking their food in and all of that. And so I'm not worried about the oils. And you know what? Also, sometimes we eat vegetable oils when we go to a nice, like we go to a restaurant, like a Mexican restaurant perhaps, and we're, we're going to eat the chips and I'm not going to always be like, do you fry these in coconut oil? You know, like sometimes it's okay. It's not every day. It's on occasion. And I'm not going to limit our ability to experience these places and the food and the culture and the, you know, all of it, because I'm hyper worried about every single thing that goes in our bodies, because we support ourselves in so many ways through supplementation, through, eating nourishing foods almost all the time and through managing our stress. And I'm a big believer, this is going to be a big tangent, but I believe wholeheartedly through the research I've done, the experience I've had with myself and my, the women that I've worked with that you can eat the most paleo fied hundred percent organic, never a vegetable oil diet on the planet. But if you are stressed all the time mm-hmm. about those things, that food will not serve you. And that's not just like woo woo. That is actual science. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> if you're eating food in a constant state of stress, it's going to serve you in, like in a poorer ways, I, I guess, than eating some vegetable oils and enjoying the experience and food serves us in so many ways. So that's my soapbox for that. So 100%. Anyways. And I just have to add, like you said, that is, that is science. That's like, I'm, I'm brushing up, diving back into dirty genes by Dr. Lynch, who was on the podcast talking about epigenetics. You can turn off, turn off and on the expression of all of these, these symptoms and that are really related to, to a lot of genetic influence just mm-hmm. by managing stress and sleeping. You know, obviously it's not yeah. that simple, but it's a huge part of it. So Amen to that. Okay. Continue on sister. (laughs) Yeah. So little rock and supporting the local (laughs) communities with our food or with our, by buying the food. And then we, from little rock, we went to Memphis and then Memphis, 
gosh, this was so cool. From Memphis, we camped a night and then we woke up that morning and we cruised to the Three Rivers area of Tennessee, where we got to stay with my dear friend Jenna and her family. And they live on a like there's like hundred plus acre farm in Southeast Tennessee. And they had, they brought us into their home Well, we parked the van. We stayed, we, we really, really love staying in the van, but getting to like park on people's properties and spend time with them. And she, I mean, my goodness, what they're doing there. If you guys ever have a chance, so they, that you can stay on their property through harvest hosts, which is something that I don't know if I've talked about. I think I have, but I'll touch on that a little bit more through something called Tenter, where you can actually like camp on their property. They're going to have a really cool kind of like glamping setup on their property through hip camp or through, gosh, what's it called? It's something where they, they actually rent their RV out. So you can stay mm. in their really cool and nicely set up RV on their property. And they are like doing everything right. They've got pigs that they've processed themselves. They have chickens and guinea hens and they are growing a lot of their own food and they are making true fermented, traditionally fermented organic sourdough from scratch and sourdough bagels and sourdough tortillas and sourdough English muffins. And we just ate like Kings and Queens. It was so, they took us into their home. They gave us a tour. Our daughters played. It was just like cup filling in ways that I can't even express to you. And if ever you need a little bit of maybe like evidence or reason or a push to support local farmers, go stay on a farm for even just Mm -hmm. a night. I have never in my life experienced or met people who work so hard Mm -hmm. and love the land so much and have such an appreciation, a deep appreciation for like where their food comes from. And for the fact that farming, you know, I think especially like livestock farming has been given such a bad name for so long. But the reality is, is if you have farmers like Jen and her family who are living on the land, raising pigs, moving those pigs around properly so that the pigs and the way that they actually eat and like turn up the land is aerating and actually giving life to the land. And then there's the, all the chickens and, every, and the guinea hens are all free range and same thing. Like the animals and plants and we're, we're supposed to be having like our land have animals and plants and be a little bit more how it was in the past instead of just monocropping and cutting everything down or just having conventional farming. So all that said, if you have any way to go to Southeast Tennessee and stay on their property, do it. They are incredible people. It's so much beauty. It's right. It's like literally on the drive from their property to Asheville, North Carolina. We drove through like four national parks. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Um, It was insane. So that was such a treat. And then we went from there to Asheville and we stayed with my dear friend and beauty counter teammate, Kelsey, which is another thing that's been so incredible about this journey is that we are now, we get to stay with these women who are either on my team or who I've met through beauty counter and who become the most incredible friends. And so just like, I keep saying it's the year of connection and it truly, truly has been. And you know, these these people, a lot of them I've never met in person. And then we go and we, we are brought into their homes and their lives and, this was that case. And Asheville is just incredible. And it's just like everyone said, I mean, we knew we were going to love it. And we just, we loved it. Like breweries, restaurants, hiking rivers, the people are all just so cool. And we got to stay with Kelsey and her husband and then their son, Woody, who is Evie's age, just three days younger, actually. And we just had so much fun. It was so rejuvenating. And then from there, we went to, gosh, Winston-Salem, and such a treat. We got two nights with Kirsten, who's been on the podcast. She's talked in depth about her journey through loss and miscarriage, and then now adopting her daughter, Parker Bree, and to get to see her in person and hug her for the first time and just love on Parker and see our daughters together and just explore this cool city was something that I will 
cherish forever. It was so special. And her husband is, was, is gone for like six plus weeks, a couple months even. And so to get to spend that time with her was incredibly special. And Winston-Salem is a cool city in North Carolina. And one of the, one of the evenings we, we walked and found this really awesome brewery and ended up just hanging out for so long and sipping cider. And it was so cool to just to see, we talked a lot about how like, you know, we would be feeding our daughters at the same time and I would be nursing Evie and she would have a bottle for Parker and just the beauty of it. And us sitting there together as moms with such different journeys and feeding our daughters in such different ways, but both nourishing them so deeply and loving them so deeply. And it just was such a beautiful testament to motherhood and the journey and the solidarity and the fact that we are truly all in this together. It was, it was a very, very special, it's hard to even explain how special that experience was for me, but she is just as wonderful as you would imagine through everything she shares on social media. And it was, there was just so much comfort and we shared an Airbnb and knowing that like our daughters could cry and we would hold space. And there was, it was so immediately comfortable because we've shared so much of our journeys together online and then coming together, there was already this like depth of really like loving and knowing and understanding each other. So it was, it was incredibly magical. So that was special. My gosh, we've done a lot. I don't think I've done this, like sat and recap. <laughs> no, you haven't, which is why I'm just kind of letting you, <laughs> letting you recap it all. Keep going. Okay. So from Winston-Salem, we woke, we, we were only going to stay one night because Rusty had to fly out of DC for a seminar in New Orleans midday on Friday, but we weren't ready to leave. So we stayed another night. We woke up at five in the morning, like put Evie in the, we packed everything the night before so we could have a lovely night and then threw Evie in the van gently and lovingly and drove five plus hours to the Ronald Reagan airport, dropped Rusty off, plenty of time for his flight. And then Evie and I had the day. So we, or we had the whole weekend and that was Mother's Day weekend. And so we spent the morning in DC, found a park immediately, got outside and moved, watched the airplanes come in. And then went to Whole Foods, stocked up, and then drove out to this winery called Barrel Oak Winery out in like near the Appalachian Trail, near the, oh my gosh, there's so many names of so many places I need to look it up, but out near a national forest out there, it starts, hold on, I'm going to find it. Anyways, I will find it. But we, and we went out and we stayed the night at a harvest host out there. And that was so incredible. And it was, ended up being just so fun to, so the, okay. So it's in Della Plain, Virginia. And then they, it's a brewery and a winery all in one. It was a Friday evening. They had like a stone, they had pizza, they had live music. We met a bunch of other people with kids and like, they had these big sand piles that were mud piles because it had rained that, that earlier that day. So Evie just got muddy and we stayed out till like eight or so, just let her dance and play in the mud, had a glass of wine. And it was, and then we just ate our own charcuterie again. Like they're trying to save money and eat really well. We don't always eat the pizza if there's always pizza, <laughs> but it was cool. That they offered that. And then we slept uh, like with the view of the vineyards and it was magic. And then that next morning we woke up and we went out to the national park and we got to Gosh, I need to find the name of it. It's going to make me so crazy. I'm doing it, guys. I'm this is in Virginia? Yeah. Gosh. Hold on. I'm going to find it. I'm, I'm, am my Google map? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have to find it. Oh, here we go. Thanks for bearing with me, guys. Shenandoah. Shenandoah. So we went Shenandoah. to the Shenandoah National yes. Park. But on the way, we stopped and hiked about three miles in the, that for the Appalachian Trail. And... It was just such a special day for she and I to get to hike and be outside all day long. And then we cruised back into DC and old, like old town Alexandria, where I had an air, I treated myself, Rusty and I treated me to an Airbnb for mother's day, just because he was gone. 
and he landed super late Sunday night. And so we needed a destination where an Uber driver could drop him off mm. from the airport. And so we got that Airbnb and it was really special. I mean, it rained most of the weekend, which is another reason why I'm glad we had it, but we just got some really quality time. She napped like a champion for, and I had like on mother's day, I had like three hours where I just had a glass to dry farm wine and got work done. And then that morning, I think the best gift she's given me among, well, among many, but for mother's day, that mother's day, we woke up and walked to breakfast and she doesn't really like high chairs these days. And so I sat her down as like a two, two person table next to a window out looking out on in like old town, Alexandria. I sat her in a grown up chair across from me at this table. And she sat there for two hours and we like chatted and she ate a croissant and I had coffee and we had breakfast and I couldn't, I still to this day, I keep telling people like, I can't believe she did that, that, that that happened, that she just sat there and was so content for two hours. And I think it's just because I was, it was like undivided attention. We were just like chatting and some gibberish, some real words. And it was very special. And then she took an epic nap and then I just went, walked next door. There was a sweet greens and got a sweet greens like salad and came back to the Airbnb and we watched Sandlot <laughs> and like, oh my gosh. I threw her up and down. We played like chase and, and it was just such a good day. And the rest of you got back and we hit the road to gosh, I'm going to pause there because I'm going to keep going after that, but I don't want to just brush through mother's day without first of all, <laughs> saying happy mother's day belated yes, to all of happy you. Belated. We love you. And we also understand that it's a, it's an interesting holiday. And I, I think we both shared a little bit on social media about that and just lots of love to all the fields around Mother's Day. And then second, I want to ask how yours was. I guess like, I want to hear your voice. So before I proceed, <laughs> I'll take a breath and I want to know okay. how your Mother's Day was. My Mother's Day was great. It feels like forever ago we did, you know, and we had talked like, I think on Voxer, you know, we were talking about how, how Mother's Day was or what, what plans were. And you kind of nailed it. It's like, and this is going to sound super cliche and maybe a little, I, I don't know how it's going to sound, whatever, this is my reality. But like, we talked about how, you know, Mother's Day at our house, like, it's a, it's a special day, but it's also not like something that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do. You know, like, they better go big this year because I truly feel like I do feel appreciated, like, most days you know, during every other day during the year, that's not mother's day, mother's day. I feel like my family really does a pretty, pretty great job of just letting me know how loved and appreciated I am, which I realize is not the case for everybody. So I know this can be a really special day just to feel that love. But for us, it's like, I don't, Tim, let me, I asked for, so I've been really getting into fast fashion, like the concept of fast fashion and becoming more aware for a couple different reasons for like budget, because you guys know that like budget is my jam. And I've always looked at fashion as like, I'm just going to buy the cheapest clothes because of budget. I'm going to go to Old Navy or Target, which don't get me wrong. I still love me some Target and Old Navy, but like now looking at like, it's a mindset shift, just like with anything, whether you're going to change nutrition or you're going to change your skincare or you're going to change whatever, looking at it as like, okay, yeah, I spent a hundred dollars at Old Navy, but like this shirt is going to wear out in like three months <laughs> or like it's going to pill or it's going to become like stained and I'm gonna have to throw it away and really get in, getting into, and I'm deviating now from the whole Mother's Day topic, but this feeds into it. I was really getting into like, okay, a lot of our landfills are filled with clothing that is really hard to like biodegrade. It's not like 
compostable. It doesn't decompose quickly. And can you say decompose for clothing or is that just a living tissue thing? Anyways. Okay. I'm digressing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, my, my, what I asked him for was a couple hours on Saturday to go like thrifting, which is kind of like my first foray into like that whole, like buying clothing secondhand. I'd done it for the kids, which was really great experience, especially for kiddos because like they're, they move through clothing so quickly, right? Like, you know, they're in a size 2T and then like three months later they're, you know, out of it. So I got to thrift. I got to find some really cool clothing secondhand and they made lunch. Tim made lunch for me and his mom and it was steak and shrimp, which is like the ideal, my ideal dinner meal. And it was just really good. It wasn't anything crazy. And I kept teasing Tim, like, I can't wait to see what else you have planned. Just joking, <clears throat> excuse me, joking, like giving him a hard time. But really, it was perfect. It was great. And so it's hard. Mother's Day is hard. I, without like diving deeply into like my own personal relationship with my mom, you know, because I've, and Laura and I, again, have talked about this too, but, you know, I've moved to a place where I lovingly accept my mom for who she is. But also, I have boundaries around, like, our relationship. And so, I don't know. It's bittersweet because I love seeing all the posts about people, like, honoring their mother and how much their relationship has been so amazing. And that's hard sometimes, right, to, like, to read and see, even though I can totally be so enthused and happy for someone else for that experience. It also, like, it kind of hurts a little bit, you know? And this is not, like saying people shouldn't share that or whatever, but it is, it really, oh my gosh, I have a frog in my throat. It really does bring up all those conflicting emotions and also being on the other side of like having a loss, you know, like suffering a miscarriage. There's always just a little part of me that just, it's bittersweet. Like I, I think about, I'm going to get emotional. Oh my gosh. Did not expect this. I think about the other baby that's supposed to be here and Wow. (sighs) That really is hard. It's really hard. I think you can, they, you can be grateful for what you have and the experiences that you have and also feel sad. So, wow. Did not expect that. Are you still there? I'm here and I'm just holding space. I feel like this is, I'm so glad that you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not glad you're, you're crying, but it, Sometimes that's the release that you need. And I love that it comes in the most unexpected moments. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Holy cow. I don't even think I cried on Mother's Day. I don't know why that was hit me a little hard. But anyways, that's how my Mother's Day was. Another beauty of this podcast, right? Like it's a, it's for you and I, it's a pause. When we get to catch up, it's life is nonstop and it's a pause and we have space. And how many times have things come up on this podcast that we did not intend? Oh my gosh. I mean, pretty much every episode. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. I love you too. And I've, it's powerful. a testament. Yeah, it's just a testament to how safe I feel in this space. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's, it's incredible. So that was my Mother's Day. How was, wow. continue with the rest. I don't want to be like, okay, continue uh-huh. with the rest of your story. But maybe now's a good time so I can compose myself. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad that. 
we, we're still celebrating Mother's Day right right in this moment. I think that yeah. that was special for me. I know hard hard, but yeah. also I'm just grateful for your heart and for you sharing. It means a lot, and I know our listeners appreciate it as well. My goodness, Mother's Day. It's a lot for a it's lot of a people. It's a lot. A lot. It's and so I complex. I totally understand. And then maybe that maybe it's a protection mechanism on my own part that like holidays like that and I just I try not to put too much emphasis on them. And it's like same thing with Valentine's Day and all that. My whole life I just I don't know. I try it's because it, because I, I don't know. I think it's for that reason. And I, and I feel, and I sense that some, they can be so wonderful for some people, but also like brings up a lot of stuff, myself included, you know, like relationships are complicated. Parenting is complicated. Motherhood is so complicated from start to finish from preconception, you know, to the end of our days. So it's just, there's a lot that's wrapped up in mother's day. And so I didn't want to, and like, you know, Rusty was like, I'm so sorry that I'm leaving. And I'm like, I, I just, it's, it's a day, you know, yeah. but it's an important one. It's important for those yeah. for, to have that space in a day that maybe triggers some emotions because we have to feel that stuff. Totally. So, 100%. Yeah. And I uh, think it's like me thinking like, okay, I just like essentially processed all that emotions and those emotions around that day in like five minutes here. But it's good because it's just like you said, I, I have a tendency to just go, go, go. Like, I mean, you and I both are we're in a season where a lot's happening and it's really easy to be like, yeah, Mother's Day, is, Mother's Day is hard. There's a lot of emotions and then just kind of like push through it or it is for me. Right. And totally. so I don't think I really paused to like feel it. fully feel it. So yeah, yeah, I love, I love our time together. Me too. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so special. My goodness. Mother's Day. Yeah. What happened after that? <laughs> oh, where am I? <laughs> what day is it? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> what day is it today? That is a good point. It's Monday. I know that because I had my beauty counter social yesterday. Yes. Hey friends, Laura and I are so excited to share that we've partnered with Beekeepers Naturals to bring you the latest buzz around some incredible plant-based and healing hive products that we've both absolutely fallen in love with. This company is not only creating hive-based products to solve modern health challenges naturally, but they're doing so with a huge goal to save the bees, which I absolutely adore. You guys know that I'm obsessed with coffee. You also know that I'm always on the lookout for ways to try and cut back. I swear the caffeine-free bee elixir brain fuel works better than any cup of coffee I've ever had at making me feel focused, energized, and actually a lot more even. I also recently took their propolis spray with me during airplane travels and used it as an immune support over the course of my trip. I came back with zero sniffles. The tickle in my throat was totally gone. It is amazing, and I swear by it for immune support. I really also... I'm just kind of low-key obsessed with the Bee Chill Hemp Honey Sticks. They have been incredible for my anxiety. After doing all the things during the day, a honey stick paired with a good meditation makes me feel the chillest. We love this company and their products so much that we've partnered with them to bring you a special discount just for Modern Mamas listeners. Get 15% off your order by visiting beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash Modern Mamas and use the code Modern Mamas at checkout. It's that simple. But from, where did we go? From DC, what, oh, then some serious magic happened, guys, some serious magic. We went to Frederick, Maryland, and it was, so we, like, so Frederick, Maryland, I never even knew existed until my friend Sarah joined my beauty counter team, and 
then I started learning more about it because she started a business called Taste Frederick and she hosts food tours in Frederick, Maryland. And so of course that catches my attention because I know that we are so like-minded in terms of like farm to table food and sourcing locally and also just like a very aesthetically and palate pleasing meal. And so I was like, well, this is going to be fun. And I, I want, I knew I wanted to visit Sarah because we were going to be on the East coast. She's on my team. We have not met in person. We have daughters who are just a month apart. And I just know from the beginning of us meeting that we were very much kindred souls. So we were like, okay, we'll see a night or two. And we get there. And I was like, the moment we walked in the front door, I was like, this is going to be wonderful. <laughs> and Evie and her daughter Addie are playing. And we made burger bowls that first night. It was just such a treat to get to cook and to start our experience with just, you know, feeding them and, and then we sat down to eat and then we just hung out and the girls got along so well. They took a bath together. It was just magic. And then we all went to bed and woke up the next morning and again, just had the most incredible experience. And we walked, we walked to their local park and they showed us their town, their city through the lens of first like-mindedness, second parents who have schedules that are more similar to Rusty and I, and that Sarah's home. She works remotely. She's got the podcast. She's building her business. And, you know, so like middle of the week, we could visit them and still hang out and spend full days together. And we just, and then she showed us around town and we ate good food. And we, I had to work a bunch obviously because life and Rusty took Evie to the local library. And it was, there was like singing and music and magic. And there's a river that runs through town. And we just like fell head over heels with Frederick, Maryland. So we can't wait to go back and visit them again in after the wedding in June. And it was just, it was incredible. And we did a little meetup at a local brewery and that was so fun. And it was just like our lives really just kind of melded in such a beautiful way where we never felt like we were putting them out. It was just, it was so, it's, I, it's really, these things are hard to put into words. And I think what we're going to do actually is on my way back through, we're um, Sarah and I are going to record a podcast at some point to kind of just like talk about the magic that is connection. Cause I think it's, it's something that in today's day and age, I don't know that every, we all always get enough of, we get a lot of it through social media. And I think that's the perfect place to start. I really think it's such an incredible way to connect with people, but then it does require extra effort and I will, I might get some slam for this or whatever, but it requires extra effort. And I think it's incredibly important that we make those relationships. We, we find ways to connect in real life. There is nothing like a face to face, body to body, a hug, a meal shared, a glass of wine. Like it's just, there's something that th this trip, I, I can honestly say that I have never, ever, ever been happier in my entire life ever than I have on this trip with my husband and my daughter connecting in real life, but then also having such quality time together, just the three of us, just so much real connection. And I think that's one thing that it's easy to go like weeks on end, kind of without having that like face-to-face, -face, sit down, talk, love on, on people in your life in person. So I'm just trying to like, we're finding that balance and it's been, it's been so cup filling and it's really showed me all that this country has to offer. And it's really showed me how much that means to me to live in a place where we can like walk next door or walk downtown and meet friends for whatever and let our kids play. And it's just been incredible in finding non-negotiables in terms of where we do end up wanting to settle. And we're seeing a lot of light. So that's been incredible this past week, especially past week and a half. Personally, I've come like come to a lot of answers that of course might ebb and flow and change, but it does feel really good to be in a place where we're having incredibly important conversations about career and life and family and future. And these conversations might not be, they wouldn't be happening without this trip. So we are so grateful and we have, we're connected in ways that we have never been. We've always been pretty connected, but it's been very special this trip. I mean, it could have gone either way, right? We could have been like two weeks in and been like, this is not for us, but instead we're over, we're like over five weeks, five, six weeks in. And we're like, Oh, this is exactly what we needed in this season of our life. So all that said, Frederick was magic. If you can't tell, we 
stayed, ended up staying three nights because we didn't want to leave. And then we woke up on the next morning, gosh, what was it? A Thursday morning. And we went to this local state park with waterfalls and a beautiful hike and a lake. And we were just planning on doing a quick hike and then hitting the road, but per usual audibles, we hiked and then we came back down and we brought Evie down to the lake and the sun came out and it was incredible. And there was all these little polywogs in the lake and we just stripped her down and put her sun hat on and some beauty counter sunscreen. And she played for hours in the water, just like her own little game was so self-content and even, and Rusty and I just got to sit and talk about life and, and like reflect on our time in Frederick and our trip so far. And then a bus pulls into the state park and unloads a bunch of children from Frederick's public school system who do outdoor school. And we got to, then we got to stop and talk to the teachers and they just like, we were eating, we, you know, pulled out food from the fridge in the van and we're eating like sardines and cheese and crackers. And the teachers came over and we got to talk to them for a while and just about what it's like to live and teach in Frederick. And I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but if you haven't, Frederick's a very, very cool place. Okay, so I can, I'm getting that you loved Frederick. We really, really <laughs> And I am not confirming or denying or committing to anything at this point because we have, a, we have more country so have to more, see, yeah. but it is a very special place. That um, so and awesome. that, that the experience there was just, I don't know, the whole trip's been awesome, but the, it was really cool. So we love the East Coast, ultimately. Like, I just, it's so cool to be, have so much access to so many things, like, you can feel so at home in one place and have also access to like mountains and hikes and waterfalls and lakes so close. And then also to have airports and like being one thing I'm realizing is being on the East coast versus the West coast, we're already halfway to Europe Mm. and travel. One thing that we've learned that's incredibly important to us is travel. You know, we thought we wanted a farmstead for a while when we lived up in Washington, we wanted to grow our own food and have chickens and all that. But then I realized like I would rather spend my money supporting local farmers and eating their food and loving on them and visiting them and getting Evie dirty and getting her in, in the mix, mix, but then also not having the real reality of it is I don't want that responsibility because I want to be able to, at the drop of a hat, be like, cool, we've got four days. Let's jump in the van and go and go like get off the grid for three days. Or let's, Hey, I, this really, really cheap flight just showed up on my email inbox. Let's go to Paris tomorrow. And that's what I'm, you know, what this trip is teaching me is like, I am nomadic and I love, love the idea of having a home base, but being able to wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? I need to get out today. I need to leave. And I need that flexibility in my life. For And, and so it's nice to, to think about living in a place where there's so much at our fingertips. DC is incredible. I want to be able to go there and bring Evie to museums and the culture and the history. I want to be able to like pop into New York city for maybe just one day. Oh, New York city, you guys. It's a lot. Anyways, accessibility and the and freedom to move about the country or the world are important to me. And that's just one of the many lessons that I've learned on this trip. And Russ and I will do a, a YouTube catch-up. I feel like this shouldn't be an entire van episode, but I will say from Frederick, we did a, that night at that brew pub where I met the podcast listener. And then from there, we went to the city and stayed with my friend Adina. If you guys don't know her, she's also a beauty counter consultant. She's, I believe, on your – she's on Cassie's team with you, Correct. But she's on Lexi's. Yeah, she's she's on our large Cassie's team, who's my mentor. Okay. Yeah, but she's under Lexi Davidson, who's Lexi's clean kitchen. Yes, and yes, so that was she's wonderful. The best. And they keep the Sabbath. So they are Orthodox. I'm sorry, Adina, if I'm saying this wrong, Jewish. And so we got to be immersed in the community or in the the ritual and the the religion and the beauty of a kept Sabbath, where at sundown on Friday, 
all screens are off, no technology, no work. She had cooked all day and we just, we feasted that night. And it was the most incredible experience just to sit down and like, in in this country, typically meals are pretty quick. You sit down, you eat, you're on to the next. But we sat down for at least two hours and ate and enjoyed the getting to be a part of that incredibly spiritual ritual. And then all day Saturday, again, no, none of it until sundown. And so we did some stuff all on our own, just our family. And then we spent some time with them. We got another incredible meal on Saturday. We got to spend hours in the park watching our girls play. And then I did the beauty counter social at the actual store on Sunday, which was incredible. That store is just one of the most aesthetically pleasing stores I've ever seen in my entire life. And I got to connect with women on my team in real life for the first time, like Arden, who's been on the podcast. And then she has two women on that have recently joined her team, both named Kate, and I got to meet them in person and connect. <laughs> and then our friend Kim from Root and Branch Nutrition, who I know Jess and I have both connected with, mm-hmm. she drove in from the Hudson Valley, and we got to meet her and her husband. It was just again such an experience, such an opportunity for connection. Oh my but then gosh. also we made sure to have time just us because the city we spent on Saturday like I want to say three hours just in Central Park because I couldn't. I'm not a city person. I'm just not, and I've never I've never had such concentration of human body around me. And it was, there was moments when I actually like had real anxiety and we were actually in line to go to the natural history museum on Saturday morning and we're in line and I looked at Rusty and I was like, I can't. So we bowed out climbed out of line and went and spent two plus hours in the park. And then we actually ended up going back Sunday evening, but just for a couple hours when it was much less crowded. And we went with the Dina and her husband and they were able to get us in with passes. And I just, I had to make sure that I was constantly checking in with Rusty because gosh, I, you know, and I've been on public transportation, like in France and whatnot, but getting on the subway Sunday morning to go to the store, I had like some real anxiety around it. And I'm not sure what it is. I, it's something about just being around that many people and surrounded by cement and, Mm. um, I'm realizing, and I think part of it now is that because I've had the experiences that I have had spending so much time outside in nature every single day, like I just, I can't imagine, I don't think I could have been there one more day by like Sunday evening. I was like, I I legitimately have to get out of the city. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. I mean, I can imagine I've been, I've been to New York city once in transit. Like I had to get from the airport to the train station to go to long Island. And it was like, it is. It's crazy because you look up and all you can see, at least in downtown where I was, is like buildings. It's like as, as high and as far as the eye can see. It's like tall buildings. And getting on the train, I mean, navigating that whole system is very confusing. <laughs> I mean, just. Oh my God. And I did it, it with is. Adina. Yeah. She, was, she knew exactly She's where she was native. going. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like if you're, I mean, I can see that. I can definitely see that. And knowing you. I mean, I can see how that can even be more, more overwhelming as someone who really thrives with connection. (laughs) Yes. But I feel like you like, you know, I don't know, just a a little bit more deep, a little bit more one-on-one, a lot less like people surrounding you everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, we were, we were walking back to leave and I was like, here's what I've realized about myself. I don't like people (laughs) like as a whole, like I don't, I don't flourish surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. That makes me crazy. I flourish. I like, I love connecting with people that I, that I love. Mm -hmm. And that was being in the city really taught me that like, I do not like being, and I think Evie's very similar. It's just like, it's a lot. My favorite moments were like 
the meals, like sitting down, like mm-hmm. when Rusty and I and Evie, we had a couple different opportunities to sit just the three of us and do like a happy hour, or we ate at Jacob's Pickles on the last day. And mm-hmm. that was one of the highlights of the weekend for me, just the three of us in this restaurant where there were people everywhere, but because we were sitting down and we weren't trying to get somewhere or move through the people, we had our seat. I had a bench. Evie was sitting next to me. We ate delicious food and just like we're able to sit and connect. Yeah. Um, those are my favorite moments. And then I don't see, it's like when I'm surrounded by people and and everyone is, it's like a really weird thing when you're on like a subway or you're walking through a street and there's people everywhere, but no one is connecting. Mm-hmm. It's like faces down on your phone. Everyone is just like, I need to get from point A to point B. There's something incredibly unnerving about that for me is what I'm realizing. Like, I'm not yeah. sure what it is. I think it, it, some of it is like, I, I feel, and this, it's, you know, it's a lot of just generalizing and whatnot, but it feels like in those moments, there's like lack of humanity because everyone is just so like, I need to get to my place and do the thing, which is, that's a part of life. I get that, but it's just for whatever reason, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because I, in those moments, I am not able to tune into myself because it's like, I need to get to where I need to go and I need to move through all these people and make sure I'm safe and Evie's safe. And I don't have any capacity or space to like, to like, even like check in and see her and like read her because it's kind of like this. We just need to get to where we're going safely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sensory overload and you're like yeah. on alert, you know, you're like the mama bear. You've got to get your, your flock to wherever you're going safely. Exactly. <laughs> so, and if we didn't have a destination or whatnot, it was easier if I didn't need to, we didn't need to be somewhere, of course, but still there's that feeling of like, you're just getting bumped into. And it's like, I, hello, we're all here. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, so I like went over and out of my way to like, I was like probably freaking people out saying hi to people and like trying to look them in the face. <laughs> hey, you know, I think that's good though, because I mean, I'm not saying everyone in New York city is like that, but I think you just get so used to your ways and your path to and from work and not talking to anybody, put your head down, get on Instagram or read a book or whatever. I think it's great for people to be challenged in that moment to like, connect you know mm-hmm. it feel I bet it feels super like mm-hmm. uncomfortable for people who don't do it frequently but I think that's a good thing like you know yeah. holding eye contact it's like and probably some of that's the rebel in me to be like yeah. oh you don't want to look at me in the eye I'm gonna catch your eye yeah. and I'm gonna smile at you <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> oh yeah anyways it was special and then we left yesterday evening and now we are in Long Branch New Jersey and from here, we're going to do another Harvest Host on Wednesday and then up to Portland, Maine area and then into Vermont where I get to meet my friend Sarah, who's also on my team. We're going to barbecue on Memorial Day and then down to Connecticut for my my baby brother's wedding. And that's kind of like the whole, that's like the crux of the trip, like brother's wedding and then y'all will head back? Well, that was the plan. We were going to okay. try and be back like mid-June, but that's not happening. We are probably, my, we got, I don't know if I can even say it. There's something to celebrate within my family in Seattle, July 12th. So we're going to head down, uh, revisit our friends in Asheville. Rusty has to fly out to California for a summit for CrossFit kids training. And then we will be actually going through like the middle of the country. I've got incredible friends in Colorado, including Claire from girls gone wad, my friend Ashley, who's on my team. And then another new member of my team, Taylor, who's become a wonderful friend. And then we're going to head up probably depending on timing, maybe see Montana if possible. Otherwise, we're going to cut into Idaho and then get to Seattle in time for that celebration and then head back down through Oregon, visit some family in Bend, and then back down to my mother-in-law's in Paso, spend about like a month and a half or so. This is the plan right now. But again, everything changes and just spend some quality time with her and then we will see. That's kind of all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Time will tell because yeah. I could say whatever I want to say here and who knows, it could all change tomorrow. So totally. we're just really, truly trying to take it one day at a time. I can't tell you, like my hashtag for this trip has been adventures, eats and audibles because there's many times where I will wake up in the morning and not know exactly where we're sleeping that night. And it's been, and I thought it would stress me out to no end, but it's been really freeing in many ways. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And I know, I know we've talked at length, like you like a plan and structure to a certain extent. And I think, you know, like, I don't know, it's good to be challenged outside of that sometimes. I mean, obviously there are lots of, this gives me every single day an opportunity to plan something. (laughs) Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like you are functioning within this unknown, creating a little bit of structure around it, but also like relinquishing some of that control when you can't. And I think that's powerful. You know, it is. knowing That's that we can't control every single thing about our lives and, and playing drive ourselves crazy. Tr- and it, we can drive ourselves like we talked about in that intuitive you episode into like infertility and into stressica and all yes. that. Oh if God. we, if we try totally, totally. Oh my gosh. Well, that was fun. I, I know. It. Right. That like, we're, we're like coming to an hour now already. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to like get that recap because I know everyone's probably been following along with you and your journey and like seeing bits and pieces of it, but it was kind of cool to hear it all from like a like a fluid standpoint. So yeah, that I'm was so fun excited for me. I was like therapeutic in and of itself. And, yeah. and I get this question all the time. I am working on a new website and that website will have like cataloged lists of all the places we go and the, the, the food and the, the parks and like everything that we've done. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that to be launched sometime in the next, like I would say month or two. I'm really excited about that because it, it'll be nice to have everything like when people ask me about stuff because I've been sharing it all and saving it in my van life highlight but I want it to be like you know sectioned out so people can be like okay Arkansas Little Rock uh, yeah. this kind of food or like this outdoor activity so it'll be really easy it's not going to be like a bunch of like me talking about it or writing about it it's just going to be a list yeah. and maybe like a quick like a uh, gist of what it is but then like link to the website go check it out yourself cool I'm excited. Maybe the Gertners one day will just do a little cross-country trek. You should do (laughs) it. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. any other, so what's going on? I mean, what, what have we got going on over, over there? We're already at an hour, but I want to, I want to make sure. I'll keep my short and sweet. I, I mean, I have just been connecting in a lot of ways, kind of like what you said and, and connection this year has been really important for, for me as well. Unfortunately, not being able to like travel cross country right now, it is limiting connection to, you know, still a lot of social media, but like also some local, like getting deep roots where we're at currently. And so I think what's going on right now is I have two main focuses is the podcast and always showing up for that. And, you know, Laura and I have been like really dedicated to improving sound quality and our guests and the catch up episodes that you guys love so much. And so growing the podcast and then going deep with, with beauty counter. And it's funny to see, to hear you talk about your trip. It's like everywhere you stayed essentially has like been a connection through beauty counter. And I, I posted something yesterday on Instagram it was a post about like direct sales. And, you know, I've had a lot of calls recently with team members who like you guys our our teams and I'm speaking on Laura's behalf, but like the women on our teams are just incredible people. 
And it takes a lot of guts to do direct sales because there's this like stigma around it, right? And like, I will be the first one to admit that like before my experience, I was definitely that person. And now being on the other side of it and also coaching women through it, it's like there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of like unkindness. That's not a word. What's the word? What's the opposite of kindness? <laughs> Cruelty, judgment. Judgment, cruel. Like, shade. I would say. People throw shade. Yeah, shade. That's a good word. And so a lot of my conversations, like, my focus lately has just been, like, going deep with my team and, like, taking those connections to more than a surface level. Like, hey, you're on my team. Like, great. Like, let's, like, dive in. and Like, let's be friends. Like, let's get to know each other. A lot of the feedback has been, like, through tears, kind of. Like, I, I tried to tell my friend about Beauty Counter and they told me that it was stupid and why would I do something like that and they're not going to support me like this is like literal verbatim quotes and so that's hard right like to hear that first of all this is a woman that I've come to like care care about and you know hearing that is it like breaks my heart a little bit because it takes a lot of guts to like share something especially when you already have fears about doing that and so the post yesterday was just about like anyways you guys can go read it it was about like direct sales and you know, supporting your friends and how that doesn't always look like using your dollars, but it's, you know, you can be kind, right? Instead of unkind, unkind, that's the opposite of kind. <laughs> so I would say- Words are hard. Words are so hard. <clears throat> I would say a lot of my focus lately has been that like, and then locally we're doing an event here on Saturday with our team. It's going to be succulents and skincare and I'm super excited about it. And again, like as I'm saying this, I realize like I never- like saw myself as this person who would be so passionate about something, a business like this. And I am, and it's really because of the connection. We talk about this all the time. So that is kind of what's been on my plate. And other than that, not to be the Debbie Downer, but been kind of going through some health stuff. Laura and I were talking before we got on, I've had, I've had vertigo bouts since Kami was born really quite frequently, like the first 12 months postpartum. And usually, like, they would come on really hard. Like, I would wake up after sleeping and, like, sit up like I was going to get up and then just get, like, knocked down because it felt like I was on a boat. felt like someone was, like, taking my head and shaking it, like, viciously. And usually I would be, you know, down for the count for, like, a day, and then I would get up again later in the, in the day and it would be fine. And I had one just out of kind of out of nowhere on Friday, and... Though it wasn't quite as intense, it has lasted. It's still here, but it's I'm much more functional. Like whereas before, I'd have to lay in bed and couldn't get up. Like I can actually like function. Obviously, I'm talking and I can look at a computer screen. And I, as long as I don't like shake my head around or lay down, I'm totally fine. But and then with that, like there's been some swelling and some other like random symptoms. And asking my community, you guys, I got a lot of feedback about histamine intolerance. And I think that I could be dealing with that, which I had like posted on Instagram that I was like real kind of scared of that protocol because it's a little bit intense. And my friend Natalie and Nurse Appetite was like, hey, you need to reframe that. Like, it's not scary. It's just, you know, something that is going to take a little bit of effort. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Like, it's totally, it's fine. I got to reframe. It's all about mindset, right? So Anyways, also like learned that maybe I won't have to do something quite as intense, that there's a lot of different like ways I can start improving upon whatever's going on. So if you guys have any feedback or have like experienced vertigo and potential like a histamine response, I would love to hear it. Honestly, like I feel like people are like, I'm sure you've heard a million things about 
this, like they'll send me messages. I'm like, no, please keep it coming. Cause I feel kind of overwhelmed on my own and I would much rather go off someone else's personal experience and what they found that worked for them than just like wade through the like literally like so much information on the link there but yeah so that's kind of what's been going on with my life womp womp lots of good stuff lots of like like I said business growth and podcast and connection and also this like thing that's been kind of snuck up out of nowhere so do you know much about histamine Laura? Not a ton. Okay. No, I do know. I believe it's Thorn makes like a histamine, like a pro, is it? It's it, Dr. What's Lynch. That? It's seeking health. Yeah. Seeking health. There's like yeah. a histamine, but also probiotic combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get that. Kate Markovitz, holistic Kate on Instagram recommended that with, there's also like a histamine blocker where you can like take before a meal that you think might have like heavy on the histamine side. And then people were recommending quercetin. Cur- I don't even know if that's how you say it, but I guess I think it's like an anti-inflammatory and antihistamine, like more of a natural source of it. And so I think I'm going to look into that as well. So I don't know. It's really frustrating. If anyone has ever dealt with vertigo, I just really feel for you. It is hard because you look normal on the outside, but yet you feel like you can't. You're spinning. You're spinning. It's more like for me, it's a rocking. Like I feel like if I walk, I'm just going to fall down on my, my face. It's crazy. And then, of course, the, like with that, there's a lot of like nausea and vomiting and general dysfunction. But I feel really good right now. Like we were able to go to Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton! I'm sorry. I know we're like way over time here, but <laughs> Hamilton! Oh my God, Hamilton was amazing. I don't know if you guys know, but Tim and I have been obsessed with it for a long time. Bear knows like all the words, which we didn't get to take him this time, but I hopefully in a few years when he can actually stay up late because <laughs> it I mean we didn't get out of there until like 11 o'clock it's like a two and a half hour show but it was amazing we sang all the words and cried and it was really really cool and that was I was really scared I wasn't gonna be able to go mm. because I didn't think I would be able to drop to like ride in a car or like l- look at movement also is kind of like weird but like I asked for prayers on Instagram and like I don't know it, something worked. I was able to just really feel pretty good. And I drove, I drove us instead of being the passengers, which was helpful, but like, it was just amazing. I highly recommend it. It was life-changing. I know that sounds weird to say it about so a musical, <laughs> but it's really cool. Just the story of him and the story of like those, that early, like, I don't know, those early times and the way that Lynn was, what's his name? Lynn Manuel. Miranda, like how his whole story about like creating that musical and how long it took. And it's just so intricate. I just adored it. So Hamilton was amazing. Highly recommend it. But yeah, that's, that's my, that's my update. Sweet. (laughs) Not super exciting, but you know, hashtag real life. That's the season we're in and it feels like a really good place to be right now. So I love it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I have to go take over toddler duty. Okie dokie. Um, life, right? Balance, yep. work, play, <laughs> motherhood, all of it. Um, and before nap time, it's, we're almost there. And then hopefully I can dive into more work. It's all, all a balance. It's all a balancing game. I don't think we ever actually hit, hit find balance, but no. we work towards finding balance for in whatever capacity feels like balance in that moment. Oh yeah. And we talk about this all the time. Balance can be a di- in a day. It can be in a week, it can be a season, in an hour, um, yeah. in an hour. I mean, yeah, 
I, I think we're in it, guys. We're in it just like yes. y'all. Yeah, like, we're sure. right there with you, friends. Yep. Just in different ways. Yep. Totally. It's all relative. <laughs> Well, thank you. And thanks you guys for listening. We will be actually, we're going to really try and be consistent with uh, two guests, one catch up. Um, we love the feedback from you. We love when you let us know that you love the catch ups. We love when you let us know that you love guests. If we, we really want to continue to grow the community and connection over at the modern mama's podcast on Instagram. So if you're over there and you see us post a pull quote or anything, and you enjoyed the episode, please let us know. Um, share that, share that Instagram with your friends. Let's, let's get that one rolling. And yeah, if you also, you can also, I think that's the best place. Don't email us. Yeah, that's hard. Instagram. If you have Instagram, please direct message us there because that's where we'd really love to continue to that connection and to grow that space and to be there and to show up for you there. Email's just tough. They sit there really and then it's hard. like, it's just way harder. We'll, we'll, we'll be more likely to answer on the fly. We've, we've each got the Instagram thing down. So yeah, find us on Instagram and best yet, ask us questions in the comments. That's how more people are going to see those. Mm-hmm. And that's how that community is going to grow. Yeah. And we can find your questions easier in the comments, I think, because sometimes, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's not true, but like direct messages get lost. lost. I mean, it can be like, I can read it and be like, okay, I'm going to get back to that. And then, you know, a couple, like a a couple hours later, it's like never going to see it again. Totally. (laughs) So yeah. Anyways, I agree. Alrighty. Well, friends, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Jess. This was awesome. Great way to start the week. I feel really happy and excited about the week to come and more connecting and more podcast love. And again, guys, if you can swing it or find a way to let us know if you have questions, but we would love to see you in Costa Rica and we Mm -hmm. will link to that in the show notes as well, but it's going to be the most incredible trip and we cannot wait for that. Talk about connection. My goodness. What a way to wrap out the year. It's going to be awesome. Yes, ma'am. Can't wait. All right, friends, we love you. We will talk to you soon. And thanks for being here. You're the best. Okie dokie. Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.